Hey guys, happy Sunday evening or Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Hello, Um, I'm back this week and I'm happy to be back. It feels like it was such a long week, um, but eventful and a little bit brighter than the past couple of weeks have been for me. So it's nice to kind of feel like I can come back with fresh energy. Anyway, that brings me to the main subject at hand, which is healing and the nature of navigating grief. As this tends to be kind of a theme, right, for this podcast, does it mean that I'm always in a state of grieving? No, it means that I'm always in a state of healing. And I think it's really nice to think about um, in a timeline sort of way, because if you think about the last time that you felt that you were healing or the last time you felt like you were going through a cocoon process where you were before and where you are now and the fact that we are still healing all the time kind of just ultimately feels like we're improving more and more over time right and so essentially if we're always healing we are always ascending and that can be quite nice to think about And that brings me to this quote, healing is not linear. It's like a phrase that people use a lot. They'll say healing isn't linear, so it's okay to like eat that bag of Doritos and then the next day meditate again. And like, while that's very true, I just the nature of saying healing is not linear for me sometimes allows me to sit in grief a little bit longer than I probably should. Um, And on the flip side, I think I also find that sometimes I will do my best to avoid grief, avoid feeling grief. Um, And it's really just a cheap way to try to navigate life, avoiding pain. And if if you think about the physiology of pain in the brain, pain and pleasure are in the same center. So it's to avoid pain is to avoid understanding the peaks of pleasure. And I say that to say that we understand things by contrast. And that means that we don't know that it's super sunny to a certain degree. If we never experience cloudiness or nighttime or dark, right? Sometimes the reference of the polar opposite of a feeling helps us fully understand um, the full spectrum of emotion. And I've been reading the book All About Love by Bell Hooks, and I'm pretty late to that train, right? The Bell Hooks train, rest in peace, Bell Hooks. Um, She's pretty much a pioneer uh, for literature and talking about love in this radical way. And I've always heard things and seen little talks and that sort of thing. But it's been really meaningful to read her book. And I had a good friend send me um, not just all about love, but another book called Communion, which is about community and um, women being in a constant search and pursuit for the approval and the love of men. Can't wait to get into that one. But basically, in All About Love, she emphasizes that suffering and pain, it doesn't ever end. It alchemizes. 
right? I hope I'm saying that word correctly. But it's really alchemy all the time, right? Every single time you have grief, you are essentially doing some sort of alchemy that transforms that grief and suffering into something meaningful. And so everything is always transforming from like one way to another way. And I think, again, like there's that solace of that, right? Any pain we're experiencing is guaranteed to not last forever. In the context that it will fade and transmute, ideally, into another feeling, right? Maybe pain transmutes to contentment, right? Like you stop being sad and you accept things, right? So it'll transform to acceptance and then accept, acceptance transforms to contentment and then maybe contentment to joy or maybe joy to anger. And like emotions are constantly transmuting from one thing to another. And I find solace in that because anytime I'm feeling really bad, which I have been going through a really hard time lately, um, I find just that security in the fact that it won't last forever. So on the bout of... Um, talking about avoiding grief. We all do it. And I think a really good way to navigate grief on that term is to just accept that you're grieving, to not resist it, to not resist what work needs to be done to process it. If it means you need to cry, cry. If it means you need to write, write. If it means you need to smoke a blunt, don't smoke the blunt because we just just makes you feel more annoyed in the morning time, okay? Just don't do it. Um, I'm, I'm really joking. Do, do whatever you need to do um, with, with sense. I just don't smoke that much um, these days just because it just doesn't resonate with me. Um, but do what you can. But yeah, there's this nature of Finding ways to bypass your grief. Sometimes we, we seek pleasure, right? We're having maybe sex or overindulging in food. So it's good to know what you need, but it's also good to set boundaries so that you don't end up sabotaging your own process of healing. And another way that I have found that processing grief has helped Another way, excuse me, another way that I found that I can help process my grief rather is through mindfulness of noticing where I feel grief in my body. It sounds really ethereal, but in the practice of meditation, if you just sit with your grief for just a moment, as you breathe in, you acknowledge that you're feeling the grief and that it's there, it exists. And you look at it, right, to emphasize that you are not your grief, you're just experiencing the grief. But in that process, you Notice as you breathe in and out where you feel the grief in your body. And if you just take a second to do it right now, if you just thought about where your sadness comes from, what that feeling is, obviously keep your eyes open on the road if you're driving, but yeah, you'll notice. Maybe you notice it's in your chest or your stomach or maybe your left shoulder. I don't know. The grief sits different places. Um, yeah. Just take time to notice that. That's been really helpful. And once you do that, you can breathe in and out and sort of start to move it around like, or send breath to that place to kind of expand it. Because when you don't process emotions, they sit in your body. This is why people have heart attacks and strokes and aneurysms and these sorts of things. Obviously, there are biological, physiological conditions, right? But stress levels in the body, I think your, your energetic space 
can also facilitate those things, right? Things that maybe were already going to be present or maybe things that, you know, would not yet have manifest, but the energetic push was there. I think ultimately we're all healing and we're all trying to do what I got to do what we have to do. I'm saying do what I got to do because I really do got to do what I got to do. Um, we're all here in this in this space and it's important to not shy away from the sensation. The sensation. I am always stuttering, y'all. The sensation that is grief and the sensation that is pain. It's our responsibility to experience everything in its fullness, not just the good stuff, not just the loving, but also the pain, also the hard stuff. You have to lean in there too um, and, and extract, right? And then also know when it's enough, know when you've done enough with that pain. Know if you've understand all that. Know that if know if you understand all there is to understand about your pain. At least at this moment in time, and see if you can move on and apply lessons there. It can be helpful. Anyway, pretty short episode. Um, just wanted to chat a bit about that. I hope that you guys have a great week. I hope that you stay on the healing path. Sending you all lots of love.